This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly sponsored by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. As a city supporter, we know you value delivery, and McDelivery is up there with the very best. You'll always be winning with McDelivery because just like Kevin De Bruyne, McDelivery puts your order right on a plate. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered as well. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for you tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's the weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Well, almost. So to get you in the mood, stick around for our weekly prediction show. You heard it here first. It's Friday, the 2nd of February. I'm Amos Murphy. I'm Adam Booker. I'm David Powell. And this is the City Report podcast. Where is going from there? Manchester United 1, Manchester City 6, it's 2 for Dzeko. Tottenham Hotspur 3, Manchester City 4. They have made the impossible possible. So gents, before we get into... One second, Adam, is that your dog scratching? <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm looking at her like a, a weirdo. I just She's just having a meltdown over there. <laughs> I could just hear a little. I wasn't sure what it was. I thought that my entire house was collapsing. Um, anyway, it, whilst Adam's dog scratches itself down, before we get into the, the prediction show today, a bit of news, quick news to cover. Manchester City linked with Ben Chilwell. Um, I think it is Paul Hurst in the Times. I may have got that wrong. It may, it may have been somebody else, but quite credible links as well, um, I will add. Quickly, David, Ben Chilwell in the summer, is he the man that is going to solve Manchester City's mystery left-back problem? I would say, in short, yes. But the the longer answer, I would say, is, is a little bit like James Madison, where I just, I just feel like if you're going to pick him in your fancy football team, they're just constantly rotated out due to injury. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, can you rely on, can you rely on Ben Chilwell? I don't my gut would probably say no. If he's fully fit, I think he'd be a great player for City. He's whenever I've seen him playing well, I really like him, especially as a, like an attacking left-footed left back, which we've not had for mm. God knows how long. I, I would like it. I would like him at City, but yeah, I would always have that reservation of just just the injury problems. I've not looked into quite how many he's had or whether they're the same injury, but it just always seems like he's out to me. Yeah, yeah, and and most recently as well, having returned from injury, I think it was either in the same game or the game after, got injured again. He seems that sort of player. Adam, it'd be so Manchester City uh, in terms of their left-back situation to finally sign a left-footed, natural left-back, only for them to spend three quarters of the campaign out injured, wouldn't it? I mean, it's probably what Pep wants, right? Because he's got, (laughs) I'm sure he's got his eye on some academy kid that plays attacking midfield with the flair of 
Iniesta and he says, that would be my perfect left back right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think over the years, players City have had who have played in all sorts and multitudes of positions that Guardiola would have at some point, at some point targeted at left back. Maybe we'll do a, a, a concept 11 of players that, that Guardiola may have played at left back one time. Um, but anyway, that's not what we're here to speak about today. It is obviously Friday, which means we're parking the Manchester City focus just a little bit and we're going to turn it back onto our you heard it here first predictions show so um straight into it then adam last week was fa cup week you can go back and see how successful people were spoiler they weren't um so you're back again consecutive weeks have you got something that may or may not come true this week adam booker i do um and i'm going a bit more localized i'm going with a city prediction as opposed to to the rest mm. of the league so um for this weekend You've heard it here first. In the City Spurs showdown on Sunday, each team will have four or more yellow cards. Finish the match with four or more yellow cards. So that could be 10 each. Yeah, yeah. It could be as little as four each. At least four for both teams. So a minimum of eight. Are you expecting fireworks? I am. (laughs) I think after... The reverse fixture a couple of weeks ago, which had chaos in a number of different ways, one of which was Pierre-Emil Hoiberg just trying to break Rico Lewis in half. And then we also got a reaction from Pep basically saying that he didn't like that Rico wasn't defended by his teammates. Mm. Um, and we know how Spurs play. They're going to they're gonna go hard into tackles. They're going to roll around a lot. They're going to try and you know uh, run the clock down. And... I think if we get a little bit of that chaos again, I think it could get really feisty, especially when you look at the position that both teams are in at the moment. Both of them have, you know, kind of on the outside of their goals looking in Spurs with the top four city with the title race. Um, So I think it kind of has all the makings of a potential really feisty affair. And to to add to that, it's the four thirty kickoff on a Sunday, which I don't know what what time it is all across the world. It will be different, sort of wherever you are on this planet. But David, the four thirty kickoff on a Sunday, notoriously for for any Premier League viewers, is usually the game. It's the last game of the of the sort of the weekend. Sometimes it's Monday matches, but in terms of the actual Saturday Sunday mm-hmm. calendar, it's the last game of the weekend. It is usually one that pops off, and we've seen some classics in the last couple of years. I'm not sure if I agree that there's going to be four yellow cards per team because that's a ballsy shout, but I could see it, it, it boiling over a little bit because these two teams ha- do have a little bit of needle. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely could be the case. I think even just as a fan, come Sunday afternoon, you, you if you support that one of those two teams, you're absolutely raring to go, aren't you? You're just like, I want to mm. see Man City play, I want to see Spurs play. The, the players could be... In the same mindset, just being like, I just, I'm just raring to go. I've been waiting, watching all these games all weekend, and just a bit too pumped up, and find themselves getting a, a couple of yellow cards. Do we know who the referee is? Is it someone who's Madly? Bit... I presume that's Andy Madly. Um, I'm just trying at to find this out point. I've now. I've just kind of stopped checking, and I'm just assuming that they're not going to be very good. <laughs> do you know what's do you know what's weird you say that i actually think having had years and years and years of sort of vitriolic abuse thrown his way anthony taylor is probably the best referee in the premier league at the moment which 
probably says more about our our judgment of referees than his ability himself. But it, it's a bit crazy, isn't it, David? I don't know if you've got any uh, any favourite referees. You know, maybe we need a Panini sticker book for referees so everyone can figure <laughs> out who who the favourite and who the least favourite is. I, need, I probably need to do a bit more research on the referees. To be honest with you, I need to open up them stickers and start having a look. But me, <laughs> I, I don't check who the referee is anymore because I'm the same as Adam. I just think whenever I turn up to a game. It's, I'm no doubt at some point in the game I'm going to be turning to my dad going, why on earth are they letting the other team waste time for 25 minutes? Why mm. are they Man City on their first foul? And I think one of the only things we've ever really got away with over the years in terms of like referees is Fernandinho. I think he seemed to just know how to cheat the referees' mm. blind spot or something. But I think we, we tend to get the war end of the deal with most of them. So it is Andy Madley, Adam, and I'm just looking at his statistics from this season. He's a he's a West Yorkshireman, so that's usually sort of Leeds area. I'm looking at his statistics, and only once so far this season has he awarded eight or more yellow cards, and that was in the Arsenal nil Newcastle nil game, which I think was one of the first ones of this this calendar year in 2023. Before that, just days before, he awarded seven between City and Everton. I don't know if you can remember that in that sort of that haze of Christmas and New Year when it uh, when, when the time sort of disappeared for a little bit. But that was a that was a crazy match, and I remember being particularly frustrated at his ability to to control the game then. So you might be on to a winner here. Yeah, you know, I think that Arsenal Newcastle game is the exact type of fixture we're looking at with City Spurs mm. this weekend. It's going to be a big home atmosphere. Both teams have big things to play for. One team is likely going to try and take the wind out of the sails of the game and slow things down and waste a bunch of time. And the other is going to try and attack a bit more and play a bit more of an aggressive style of football. So I think that bodes well. I think if that if that game resulted in eight yellow cards, then that bodes really well for this one uh, getting eight as well. So, as always, I do like to offer up the chance for bonus points. Um, I'm not going to ask you to give me the exact four players, but I'll give you I'll give you an extra point if you can give me two players from each team that are going to see yellow. Um, I think that's fair. Okay. I, think, I think that's I think that's a good incentive. I think the easy get with Spurs is Christian Romero and Pierre Emil Hoiberg. Okay. And then for City, I'll go with. That would mean having absolutely any fucking clue who's going to play. I'm going to go with <laughs> Rodri and I'm going to count on Manuel Akanji getting beat by Hung Min Son at some point and having to take him down in kind of a rash challenge. I'll go with Akanji and Rodri. Oh, interesting. I'm, I, for some reason, I just had a thought, does Rodri even get booked that much? Um, he's had so far this season. He's had six yellow cards, which I think is pretty respectable. He's he's sort of inherited that Fernandinho role and that Fernandinho sort of invisible cloak. David spoke about. I'm I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you on that. I'm gonna say Harlan's gonna get butts. I can see it being I, one of those. I considered of- I considered it, especially because it seems like it's pretty easy to get under his skin. And if that yeah. is if that is Tottenham's aim is to get under the skin of of the city players and frustrate them, then he can pop off sometimes. Um, we saw it obviously in that Everton game with Ben mm. Godfrey. So um, I think that's a good shout. I'm going to stick with, stick with Rodri and, and Akanji because it wouldn't be the Friday show without it being a little bold. 
Nice, nice. Um, straight away then, David, over to you. We've had four plus yellow cards each team. Um, spoken like a true gambling addict from Adam. Have you got any? Have you got any advancements on that? I didn't have one because I was slightly unprepared. So I've just been thinking of one now, and I don't... <laughs> <laughs> that's what we love to say. That's what we love to say. Yeah. I was going back through the the results of the season so far, and I thought this was, I thought this one might have happened already, but I'm going to go goals galore across the weekend. So. Every team to score over the weekend Ooh. in the Premier League. It's not happened that, yet this season. That that's that's big. That's big. I'm I'm liking that because I, I think it's one of those ones where where you sort of, you think of it, you go like you say, it must have happened before. Every mm-hmm. single team to score. Mine's it's not similar at all, so it's not gonna throw anything away. But I'm just looking at some of the fixtures now. I'm looking at Everton at home to Arsenal. Immediately, Adam, that's striking as a not even just a nil-nil. It's striking as an Everton not even having a shot on target. I don't know. A little uh, Sean Dyche bounce. Yeah, well, I've been, I have been like soaking in Sean Dyche content in the past few days oh, in, in preparation for him taking over at Goodison. Can, I've been can I, watching. Can I just, some, can I just some say his... on that note, there is no one in football I despise more than Sean Dyche. Oh, I, I adore him. I, I think he's him. insufferable. I can't stand. Do you know what tipped me over the edge? Remember when he came out when it was snowing and he didn't have a blazer jacket on? It was just like, get a grip of yourself. Get uh, a grip. I don't know. That doesn't bother me. Listen, my family's Minnesotan. There was a Vikings game in the NFL a few years ago. That was the second coldest game in NFL history. And our 95-year-old former coach, like Hall of Fame coach, came out and did the coin toss at midfield in a T-shirt. 95 That's- years old. That's fine, but Sean Dyche is from Kettering. It's a small village in the Midlands. He's not like this sort of ballsy, gutsy northerner. He's he I, he, I don't know. I just, I just, I just find it. I, he, do you know what he does? He gives me the ick, and I hate that term, but he gives me the ick. Watching for some reason, <laughs> yeah. For, for some reason, I adore him. But um, no, I think that's a fantastic prediction, mostly because it means that City will break their curse at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Oh, will they? Now that's been said. David, have you just the ultimate jinx, the inadverted jinx? You've said that every team's going to score, and I've not even, I've not even thought about that. that. Those, those three knocks were me knocking on the wood chair behind me. Yeah, yeah. We've had some right sound effects from Adam today. Um, have you, have you just done the ultimate jinx on City? No, I, I, I'm, I'm quietly confident. I think I was. It was one of the podcasts I was listening to earlier, and Adam was saying that he's confident City are going to, going to score after like. Not being able to score at White, uh, not White Hart Lane, but the the Spurs Stadium for a while, and I, I, I'm I'm confident we can do it. I, like I think I said in the WhatsApp group that, albeit we're still not playing great football, we've actually on paper it looks like we are picking up some results. And is this the kind of thing that a, a team, a champions like championship winning team, do where they start just getting those results? And before you know it, we've we've won four or five on the trot, and you think, hold on a second, if we actually do start mm-hmm. playing well, Arsenal could be getting hunted down. So I. I, I I'm quietly confident, um, but I have been quietly confident on quite a few occasions this season, and and we've drawn or lost. So, yeah, I'm not sticking my hat on us, us getting the win, but I do think scoring is going to happen, hundred percent. I, I know what you mean, and that's worrying me. It's worrying <laughs> me that we're about 48 hours away from City going away to Tottenham Hotspur. In the same sort of sense, it was like this for for the Anfield trip earlier in the season, where you're looking at it and you go in. This is probably City's best ever chance to go and to go and get a result there. And I know 
Adam, we've spoke about in yesterday's prediction show where you say like City are no longer the same team that have been to the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in recent weeks, sorry, in recent years and, and been turned over. They're stylistically very different. Just give us a goal. That's all I want. Just give us a goal. Yeah, like I said, I, I think this this specific fixture it makes more sense that City could get some success there because the the usual pattern of of absolutely dominating them and and getting 20 odd big chances and not converting them uh that's not going to happen because that's just not mm-hmm. how City play anymore it's going to be control the game slow it down to a snail's pace and pick your moments to play in Holland pick your moments to play in De Bruyne um and when we have, you know, like Holland, more lethal finishers on the pitch than the likes of Jesus and and Bernardo Silva and Raheem Sterling in front of goal, like we have had in the past, um, you know, there's a there's a better chance of scoring. Because what yeah. were we missing in all of those games at at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium? It wasn't chance creation. It was somebody to to finish them. And and now we have that. So that's what's giving me a little bit of hope. <sighs> <laughs> the hope that kills. Um, okay, that'll do for part one. We'll be back in a moment where I will run you through my banker, my 100% confirmed to come true prediction. Welcome back to the City Report podcast. It's Friday, which means it's your, you heard it here first, prediction show. Um, so my my prediction, I mean, there's no point in me even saying it because it's already confirmed to come true. However, it is from 14th, which is Leicester, down to 20th, which is Southampton at the bottom of the table. None of those teams are going to win this weekend. And unlike some, cough, cough, David, I have come prepared. So here are here are the fixtures. We've got Leicester versus Aston Villa. We've got uh, Leeds who are in 15th versus Nottingham Forest, who are just above this cutoff point in 13th. We've got 16th, which is West Ham there, away to Newcastle. In 17th, Wolverhampton Wanderers are hosting Liverpool. Now we're into the relegation zone. 18th, Bournemouth there, away to Brighton. 19th, Everton hosting Arsenal. Arsenal and then in 20th which I actually think is probably the riskiest one out of all of these is Brentford versus Southampton straight away Adam yes no am I am I on to a banker mm, I'm gonna say no and here's why I have a sneaky sneaky feeling that my absolute hero my father from another father Sean Dyche is going to get a result oh. this weekend. Have you have you ever seen the photo of him stood outside Hooters in Nottingham? No, but I would absolutely <laughs> spend an, an immaculate night out at Hooters in Nottingham with Sean Dyche. That sounds like a movie. He's just he's just a walking. He just makes my skin crawl. David, thoughts on Sean Dyche? It's not even relevant to what I've just said. He's just rent free in my head at this point. <laughs> I'm not his biggest fan, but at the same time, I'm I'm definitely. He doesn't give me the ick. Like, <laughs> would you be coupling up with him if you were yeah, a pilot? <laughs> maybe not. No, but um, I think he could possibly do a job at Evan, and which hopefully he does it quite quickly against Arsenal this weekend. I mean. If we were playing Everton tomorrow, I'd be sat here saying, great, we're not winning tomorrow because of this new manager bounce, especially mm. with someone like Sean Dyche, who's notoriously quite good defensively. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see, won't we? You know, yeah. the only reason the only reason that any of this is clicking inside of me is just because Everton have posted videos of them doing the beeper test 
<laughs> I saw that. I'm like, look that. at how much they're running. They're a brand new team. <laughs> they're, they're back, baby. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. And it just gave me immediate flashbacks to year eight PA. Oh, what, what would that be in America, Adam? Year, year eight. It's the second year of high school. So it's a bit different across the country, but I, um, where, where I grew up, you had six years of what you guys would call primary school. Yeah. Kindergarten to sixth grade. And then you went to a different school, which was middle school for seventh and eighth. And it was like a buffer for high school. It prepared you for high school. Uh, And then high school was ninth through 12. So I have the most vivid memories of, we called it the pacer test is what it was called. Uh, I have the most vivid memories of doing the pacer test in middle school. So years seven and eight. Yeah, yeah, which adds up. I mean, I I think maybe second PE lesson in year eight or year seven. I can't remember. We were doing the bleat test, which is like, speaking of like toxic masculinity, that's the perfect way to get, you know, these, these, these little lads who had no idea what was going on. Uh, that That's one, one way to introduce them. But anyway, back, back to the, the relevant stuff. Uh, David, so Adam's already wrote off my prediction because uh, Sean Deitch's tricky toffees, as Louis called them on yesterday's prediction show, are going to stun Mikel Arteta's Arsenal. As for the other, as for the other games there, then Leicester versus, uh, Leicester away to Aston Villa, a bit of a Midlands derby there. Nottingham Forest versus Leeds, that's the, uh, <laughs> That's the we were once good derby. Uh, West Ham uh, away to Newcastle. I mean, West Ham may as well not even make the journey for that one. That'll be a point. That'll, that'll be pointless for them. Liverpool going to Wolves. Liverpool going to Wolves. I, I don't know. They won their last last um, in the last round of the FA Cup on a replay. Maybe maybe Wolves have got some in the in the tank for them. I know Lopetegui's done a decent enough job since he went in. Yeah, I mean Wolves, Liverpool, Villa, Leicester. Like you said, are, are the two that I probably think. Liverpool at the moment, you just you you literally don't expect them to win, do you? So mm. Wolves could do something. Leicester, I mean, they, did they sign four players this window? Yeah, yeah, they got a couple across the line late on. Well, yeah. Villa are looking pretty pretty good, but at the same time, I don't think they're. I think they're drastically overachieving so far. I think they're they're not a great side. So Leicester could could do something there. But your prediction, I'm I I'd go with it to be honest. If I could see it happening mm. quite easily, there's nothing really jumping out to say, no, it's not going to happen. So I think it's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll have to wait and see. I, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm actually just hoping that uh, Sean Dyche's representatives aren't listening to this because I feel like I could be getting a, a knock on the door with some some form of a slander case against me. But Adam, um, I think we'll call it a day there. If you haven't already, go back and listen to the prediction show. Uh, sorry, go back and listen to the preview show for City's game against Spurs, which is coming up over the weekend. One last prediction from you. Um, City versus Spurs, are City going to get a win? Yes. I'm going nice. to say 2-1. Oh, who's scoring? Holland both. Harland both. Now there's a bet build if you to go and stick it on. Uh, David, 2-1 from Adam. Any advances on that? Are City going to win? Yes, no? Yes, I'm going 3-1. Nice. Harland hat trick? (laughs) No, it's away from home. I think I'll go um, Mares and Harland too. Nice, nice. Now that's one way to gear up for your weekend, isn't it? Um, Chaps, thank you very much. Adam, thank you. Thank you. David, thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. Good to be back. And thank you from me. If you haven't already, make sure you hit ratings, make sure you hit likes, make sure you hit subscribes. 
thank you for another fantastic week. This has been the City Report podcast, your home of daily Manchester City content. We'll be back on Monday, hopefully, fingers crossed, touch wood, to review a Manchester City, a famous Manchester City victory at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Until next time, we'll see you later. Make sure you're geared up for Man City's end of season running with McDelivery. Great food delivered right to your door. By using McDelivery, you won't miss a moment of City's crucial running. And just like Kevin De Bruyne, they deliver your order exactly where you want it. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants only, 18 and plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.